Welcome back, Intimates. I'm excited to find you experts to talk about love, connection, non-monogamy, polyamory, relationship anarchy, group sex, kink, commitment, and lots of other intimacy and relationship topics. Let's live our best lives together by unlearning stigma and getting clear on what we really want. Don't know what to ask for? I have loads of ideas for you. Of course, none of this would be possible without the support of my amazing Patreon supporters or my current hosts, the Musqueam First Nation on whose unceded lands this podcast was made and this human was born. If you want to support more intimate interactions, you can say thank you by supporting us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Patreon supporters also get every episode of the podcast ad-free with short intros and outros. I know funds are not an option for some of you lovely humans, but don't fret, there are other ways you can help out. You can help make more intimate interactions by just telling someone you listen to this podcast. Or if you're feeling especially generous, you can share a link to an episode you like and discuss it with a friend or partner, or even leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting site. Help other humans interested in more intimacy and better relationships find us. If you have your own podcast, shout us out. Need a podcast guest? Email offers to podcast at victorsalmon.com. I love talking about relationships and intimacy, and I love cross-promotion and working with other podcasters. Okay, let's hear about today's episode. My friend Ash is an addict in recovery. He's relapsed multiple times and gone into recovery multiple times plus one over the past 10 years or so. Content warning, we do talk, of course, about drug addiction and suicidality. Harm reduction is a central focus as we discuss how he stayed away from using. The long and short of it is, you know, and you have a really Indian name, like my middle name was Aravind, right? So like I was Victor Aravind Salmon and people used to make fun of me mercilessly for my middle name. I got teased and teased and I just stopped telling people I had a middle name. Right, right. Like I full on was just like, no, my name is Victor Salmon. I don't, I don't have a middle name. What are you talking about? I don't have a middle name. And people yeah. would be like, yeah, you had a middle name. What was it? I was like, no, I don't have a middle name. And I just like insist that I didn't until people stopped talking about it. And then I didn't get, you know, I didn't get bullied for it. Did you find that at all with your name? I don't know, not really. Honestly, people were just like, people were wondering why I didn't have a more brown name. Like, actually, <laughs> pretty like, and I, believe it or not, I don't even have a middle name. Hmm. Look at my birth certificate, my driver's license, passport, all that shit. No middle name. It's just first and last. And my first name is honestly two like pretty Western names combined mm-hmm. that oddly enough are the only other Ash Neils I've ever heard of or met. And I've only ever met one other one. Mm-hmm. Like that they're all brown too. So it's, <laughs> I guess it's a brown name, but it's not. I don't know, man. It's weird. That's really interesting. Yeah, but I never got that. I always got the opposite of why do I not have a more brown name? So I'm just going to launch into it. Um, let's talk about recovery. There's um, there's tons of stuff we could talk about in around recovery. I know you have a lot of info. You've been through the process. My understanding is more than once, right? Several times. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll say like the last ten years for sure. In and out. Over the last, like over the last ten years. Yeah, like when I first would have, like my first ever experience with like any kind of recovery related anything would have been like ten years ago. So I would, I would call that the start of it all. So ten mm-hmm. years. Yeah. I'm 33. Yeah. 
10 years. Yeah, we're the same. Wow, we're crazy. the same age. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're 86, right? Yeah. yeah. So oh, you're are you 87? I'm 87. I'm June 87. Oh, so yeah. So you're, you're, oh, that's so interesting because I'm September 86. Oh, so. I'm like six or seven months older than you. Yeah. Your birthday was just Neat. recently, too. Damn, I didn't know yeah. that. Happy belated birthday. Did I say happy <laughs> birthday on Facebook, maybe? I don't know. I probably did. I'm, I didn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Happy belated birthday. <laughs> it's totally okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. What were we even talking about? Um, we were talking about recovery 10 years ago. Yeah. I, so I, I would say I've had some experience for sure. Not all good. Mm -hmm. Not all bad. Yeah. That's a really balanced way to look at it. Just not to uh, hyper identify with any one specific aspect, but just to be like, it was a thing. It was a lot of things. Mm hmm. It was a lot of things for sure. So do you feel comfortable talking about what prompted you to go to recovery the first time? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I tried to kill myself. <laughs> That's, That's intense. Like, yeah, man. So what, oh man. Okay. So I would already been, I guess, turning the corner so to speak, like I was in a toxic relationship and I was a pretty toxic person and well, not that I'm not now, but <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, but I was pretty, yeah. I was in it, in a pretty bad situation then. And I remember like people around me were just like, okay, now like it's getting extreme with you because of my uh we'll call it like my acting out i guess like it was always something right with me whether it was just like you know i'm super angry i was like super upset or i don't know it was always some sort of bullshit with me right anyways i tried to kill myself I was like coming out of a bad relationship. I was super depressed. I was also taking antidepressants at the time. And uh, uh, this was when I was also serving a conditional sentence for another. Well, it was a, it was a charge for some stupid shit I'd pulled. So. I wasn't supposed to be doing anything at all, actually. I wasn't supposed to be drinking. I wasn't supposed to be doing anything. I was supposed to be, you know, being a good little boy, and those were part of my conditions. And I was seeing a counselor at the time. Uh, and uh, basically, or sorry, no, I wasn't seeing a counselor yet. I was doing their program. So the, uh, the community corrections, where we live, where I live, does you know, their thing. Basically, like, I, I don't know, man. I was drunk. I came home. I ate a bottle of sleeping pills. And the next thing I knew, I was in a hospital bed. Like, that's... Wow. That's, that, that's what it, like, that's what it was. 
the that's the meat and potatoes of it like and i remember like i remember exactly what i was thinking when i was i was staring i stared at the so i was seeing this girl at the time Mm -hmm. who i'm still really good friends with and was a dear friend of mine like like probably like the most stable person who's that like she's always been there for me no matter what and like yeah like one of my best friends ever so like um i was dating her like and she was in the bathroom that bathroom actually i'm sitting in my room where all this shit happened wow <laughs> literally like that bathroom i was standing right there uh right there actually right yep. and i hills were somewhere here i don't know i had my room was different then but or this room was different then but uh basically mm-hmm. uh, i remember i was just like you know what i just don't want to deal with this anymore just don't i just don't i just don't want to deal with this i remember mm-hmm. like, and then it, you know like i just took the pills and that was that so that's what the that was that was the catalyst that was the corner i guess that i turned from it being like you know I like to drink and do lines and party mm-hmm. and go out clubbing. It turned into like, that was, that was when it turned the corner. I was like, that was, that was the start of using to get rid of pain days. Mm. That, mm-hmm. That's when it was just like the addiction, uh, the things we learn in recovery. That's when all that stuff came into play. I didn't know it then, but I know it now because you know, I've read the literature and all that stuff and, so mm-hmm. I know what it, I know if I knew then what I knew now, like, oh boy. But, uh, yeah, that's when the t- corner turned. That was about like 2011, I want to say. Mm-hmm. 10 years yeah. ago. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was then. Yeah. So that's that was, big. Yeah, that that started the roller coaster up and down and in re- out of recovery, using, not using, being clean, being sober, not being clean, not being sober, getting arrested, in and out of jail, bad relationships, like bad, just toxic people, like just, you know, that's like, it just snowballed, that's, you know? Yeah. You know, went down that, as the story is, is old as fucking pig book man like like we just went down that road i just went down that road and that's where i was yeah it's gonna go until the bitter end and this last time around actually i was like like it was the same shit basically Mm -hmm. i was right I was like, every time I was using it and drinking, I was like, oh man, like, please, like, I hope this fucking kills me. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, 10 year recovery journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you were in recovery, did, were you able, like, did you get any other reasons to stay in recovery? Like any motivation while you were going through it? Cause I've heard going through recovery is pretty ruthless. Oh, it's super ruthless. Super ruthless. You know, it's interesting. I, uh, 
I I uh, hold uh, people who serve in the military with high esteem. So like I watch a lot of like documentaries about um, like uh, that kind of stuff and what it takes to be a Marine or a Navy SEAL. And like when they go to do their training, like on their first day, they have this thing where they all do this. Like they're just like, look to your left, look to your right, look in right. front of you, behind you, right? Like, you know, like only yeah. one of you is going to be here by the end of this. Like it's the same shit, honestly. Right. At and any like, time you can ring this bell, at any time you can go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the crazier thing, too, is they warn you about this and you know about it, but at any time, one of you can drop dead because one of you, you know, might fucking go and relapse like tomorrow and just be dead because you got a bad batch of whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, I don't know if your listeners know, but I'm sure it's the same over where people are listening from. But Yeah. No, is literally in everything. Right? Yeah, the opioid, so, the opioid crisis with fentanyl dosing, fucking everything, yeah. is a very real problem here in Vancouver. But it it is everywhere else as well. It seems. Yeah, yeah, and like a lot of like I I was in I I see my thing was um so like yeah my thing was cocaine right. I like to do, I like to do blow and I like to drink. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I never did anything else. I, and then the other, honestly, the only other real, like, I don't know, like violence to me, honestly, is like being like angry and like, I don't know that like after the like therapy and stuff that I've been like that, like I've learned that like, man, like, it, that's like there's crazier things than alcoholism and drug addiction that you might you don't even know i urge anybody who's like um going through recovery to use every fucking tool available like if you're in recovery right now and you're new to recovery and you're working and you have health insurance like check your health because i didn't know this until like recently but like i checked my health insurance thing and apparently like a psychiatrist is covered and like Mm -hmm. can go see these people and like buddy i'm telling you you don't know what you don't know and then things start making sense and then you start like you start going oh man like i'm like you start peeling back the layers and it's like this shit runs deep Big time, <laughs> big time. <laughs> but it's great. Like you know, I heard like use all the tools. Like I like I'm not, and I'm not. What I'm doing, I don't urge anybody to do. But I mean, anybody can do whatever the hell they want. So <laughs> of course, like I mean, like I mean, here's the thing. In recovery, you're supposed to follow the program. And you're supposed to do it that way. I tried doing it that way, and I did do it that way. And then after a while, I was just like, ugh. Some of this just seems like way too much fucking effort. And like, honestly, like one of the biggest things that I was trying, like fighting, I was like, I just want to smoke a joint. Like, like I'm smoking more cigarettes than I've ever been. I feel like if I just smoke a goddamn joint right now, like I can relax and like see everything in a line rather than scrambled up and all over the place. Like, cause I don't know, man, like people's minds are scrambled when 
you're in recovery and you're coming off of drugs and shit. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. if there's a tool out there that could help you, like I smoke weed all the time or, and I like by smoke weed, I mean like I use medicinal or whatever marijuana product, sure. edibles and shit. Like I like concentrates. I find it works. CBDs help me a lot. Like, right. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I have like, like I'm doing recovery ish, you know? Got it. I, I don't, and I, do, I don't do my DOCs anymore. That's what, that's what so, I say. Right. You know, like that, that's my thing. What, sorry, what's DOC mean? There are, there are drugs of choice. Oh yes. Right? Yes. So like for me, like, you know what, like it's, for me, it was too much effort to be so, like a hundred percent sober. Yeah. It just wasn't like, it wasn't even just this, you know, like apart from like, doing all those stuff that recovery expects of you like i still have to go to work i still have to deal with shit at home and like this and that and blah 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 like i still like have to deal with like <laughs> the financial mistakes i made while being like you know an active user right like all that stuff takes mm -hmm. a screen and on top of that you're supposed to like you know for me personally it was just like okay you know what like i know right now I'm not going to use and I'm not going to drink and I don't really want it. Like I did the steps. I did the shit. I'm not like, I'm cool right now. And then COVID happened and then I couldn't do anything anyways. And like I was on house arrest at the same time. Right. Thank goodness for that. Everybody was like, wow, you must be so happy. Like a pandemic is happening the same time you get a six months, 24 seven house arrest sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, sweet. Yeah, it is kind of cool, actually. Like, welcome to my world. I've already been doing it. I'd already been doing it for three months by the time COVID happened. Right. Like, I could go to like one meeting a week, right? And like, I don't know, just like, although, like, it just. I just knew, like, it, all these meetings I was going to, putting in all this time and effort, driving here, driving there, calling this person, calling that person. None of these, you know, I'm just like, you, they stress that you have to put in the effort and you do like you dude, put in the effort, like do the suggestions, do what's expensive. This is just my experience of talking about like, right. For me, I just like, was just got tired of it all. I was like, fuck, like none of these people are calling me back. Like one or two, honestly, like, and partly this is just me just kind of being like, ah, fuck it. But like. Nobody <laughs> really from a year ago that I met in recovery is still talking to me now. One person right. was. He relapsed and he went to the same rehab center I went to. And I don't know if he, I haven't heard from him. And I don't know if, he, I don't know what the hell he's doing. And he was like, one of mm -hmm. like, if he calls me tomorrow, I'd be like, well, fuck, I'm glad you're alive. Like, like let's meet up for coffee, right? But like, yeah. Some, you know, like it just, just the effort, man. Like, it, it was like, I, I just knew in my mind, like, there's no point in me coming here. I know I'm not going to use, I'm just not going to, because I'm just like, I'm fucking 33 years old. I'm like the way I was looking at myself then I was just like, you're a 33 year old loser who still lives at home and you're fucking like dealing with some charges again, like the same kind of shit you're dealing with. Like, like I was like, nothing's changed with you. Like I, I had to like. I was alone a lot, right? Like mm -hmm. in early recovery because I had to, like I couldn't go anywhere or do anything. House arrest, mm -hmm. can't shit. So like, and then people stop calling you too. And then like, 
right. COVID happened and then you were just completely cut off. And then part of it was me just being like, okay, let's try something here too, right? So like I just was like, fuck it. All those coins that you get, they didn't matter to me anymore. Like sharing the stories, like hearing about them. Yeah, they had their meanings and stuff, but I was like, Ugh, I'm getting tired of hearing the same thing and like out of the same people. So you go to a different meeting and then you hear literally the same things out of the different people, but it's just, mm -hmm. you're just hearing the same thing over and over and you're just like, all right, like, who am I doing this for? What am I doing this for? Why? Like, am I, mm -hmm. if I'm really doing this for me, then I'm going to do something in a, like, I'm going to do this in a way that's like less effort. Like I'm going to make this work for me, not work for it. Cause that's what I felt like. It was, I was like, it felt like everybody's telling me to do it a certain way. And it just felt like work. I didn't need to be doing. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, I did the important part. And I'm cool with that. Right. Like you I gave it, a, you gave it a shot. You did all the things as you were told to do them. And at a certain yeah. point you were like, I think I can tweak this to work better for me and take a lot less effort. Yeah. So like <laughs> during COVID man, like I'd finished my steps and then like I fucking was like home all the time because I, I have an autoimmune thing. So like I had to stay home during the early stages of COVID because nobody mm -hmm. knew what was going on. Right. And I just started taking new shots for my skin. By the way, right. my skin, I had gone through another, you're very familiar with my skin condition, but like, yeah, I, uh, was on a shot and then I ended up getting another like a uh, crazy bout of like pretty much all the stress that I was going through after I'd committed my last like offense, we'll call it like Mm -hmm. all that shit that I was going through manifested itself in my skin and like, Oh my goodness, buddy. I would say over 40, I'd say like 40, 30, maybe 30% of my skin was, I don't know. I'm throwing out a number. It felt like sure. It's, it's fine. A lot, a lot, man. I took yeah. myself before and I look, I look like, I look like a leper. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I look like... I'm so sorry. I look like... A, like, I look like... I was falling apart. Like, like, it looked bad. It was really bad. And it was everywhere. Everywhere. And I'm actually quite scarred from it this time around. But... Uh, so, I had to stay home because I was, like... So, I was, like, bored all the time, right? I'm like, oh, man. Like, I'm sober. I'm clean. I'm home. Like... Like, what does Ash do now? Right. I like movies, so I started learning how to write a screenplay, and then I'm just like, fuck, like, I want to smoke a joint. Like, I just want to get, get high. So I called the delivery service, right? I called it, like, I called, the, I've called a weed delivery service, and they delivered to my door, and I smoked some weed, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't fucking feel bad about this. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to smoke weed. I'm going to not do coke. I'm going to not do, I'm going to not drink. I'm going to smoke weed and I'm going to like enjoy myself. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And like, that's just what it is. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm going to unapologetically do me. And like, cause I know people, if there's a listener right now, who's like a real big book thumper, they're shaped there. Like, Oh, that guy is playing a dangerous game. He's going <laughs> to get loaded. He's going to blah, blah, blah. And who knows? 
they might be right, but I just know for now that's not the case, and I don't really give a shit. I feel I like that in your compared to like over a year, like a year and a half ago, and I was like considering taking a little base jump off the Lionsgate Bridge, like like I'm like night and day, and like I don't really give a shit who thinks what mm-hmm. or who says what. Like I'm just gonna do it, like. If smoking weed uh, keeps you from not using and drinking, sure. And like, so, like, why not? It's a tool for recovery. Going to the gym, tool for recovery. Like, doing CVT therapy, tool for recovery. Like, uh, you know, smart recovery is good too if you have a good twelve-step base. Like, I don't know. Some people out there just stick to twelve-step stuff, and like, that's what they stick with, and they're all good, and it's totally fine and that's fine. And it's just not yeah, it's just but, not quite for you yeah it's not it's not for everybody man like dude that stuff came out i have a big book here somewhere it's like 1930s yeah it's what it's 2021 it's been close to a hundo almost years here <laughs> yeah like, there are other things out there there are and not to sure. knock the spirituality things but there's science out there and science <laughs> is the closest handwriting to God that we will ever get. So maybe uh, that, I, I like that. Yeah. Like, and like us, 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 us in recovery of our big higher power believers. Like I believe in, a, I talk a lot of shit, but I believe in a higher power. I'll tell you that much. And sure. my higher power is pretty dope. I don't know what it is, but it's good. It's been good to me and I'm cool with it. <laughs> but like, awesome. you know, like, dude, it's, use use what's available to you go see a psychiatrist mm-hmm. go to the doctors go get like blood tests do all like do all this stuff like do all this stuff don't just like you know follow one like you know i don't know i wouldn't be doing any of this stuff if i knew that like i've just done so many meetings and shit like that like i knew that it just didn't really have that much more to offer me. I wouldn't be doing this yeah. if I had like, you know, that prior knowledge. So like definitely get that prior knowledge first, but soon you'll find out like this isn't everything and it shouldn't be everything. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know that I, okay. So like, I didn't know that I could write or was capable of, I haven't written one fully, but like you started into a screenplay. Yeah, like I didn't know that I could do that. I knew every time I watched a movie, I'm a, I'm a big movie watcher. Every time I watch a movie, especially recently, every time I would say, I'm like, I could do a way better job than that. I could write a way better yeah. movie. Every time I see something in a movie, I'd be like, no, they shouldn't have done that. They should have done this. That would have been way better. Like, mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't know. I'm serious. I'm telling you. You guys will be hearing about me in 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. You'll I'm excited. Like, oh, man, that guy. You'll you'll be like, oh, I heard him on that podcast, man. That was the first time. <laughs> and, like, he went dark for a while, and then all of a sudden, you know, household name we're talking about. No, maybe not household, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't... <laughs> 
you know like some people get so bogged down in their recovery and like doing all the stuff that's expected of them like you know helping out in the community and blah blah blah, and giving back and this and that and like they don't even know like what it is and this isn't everybody's just so i find that like the people i at least okay so rephrase that the people i was associating with and from what i could see like the just the general population like they didn't really like have they didn't really like, do shit it's like yo what do you do like oh you know i like just go out to eat and i go to meetings and i go have coffee and it's like well yeah but like do you like do anything like Mm-hmm. what do you mean do like like are you you paint do you paint pictures like do you do photography like do you do anything like or is this it is this just what sober is like i just i just have 10 coffees a fucking day with like 10 strangers and like help people quote unquote like this is it like what do we do like mm-hmm. i don't know like I'm more about that in the recovery thing. Like I've just wasted so much time, like not doing anything. It's like, yo, it's time to like do all the it's things. It's time to get interested in things and get creative. And like, I've always been a writer. When I was a kid, I wrote stories. Uh, yeah, me too. Like, yeah, I know you did. <laughs> 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 I quite enjoyed them actually. um like i don't know like i was like it's like it's it's time to just like start doing all that stuff right and then uh one thing led to another for me too is like i really like i've always really liked cars right uh i've never really worked on any cars until like you know recently like i had to change my brakes like i don't know i've become this person who doesn't want to spend money on things if i don't have to or i wouldn't cross my mind to drop 500 bucks in like a night yeah it's on the end like so now i'm like doing shit on my car and like so like now i was just like damn like i can't i don't want to work for the rest of my life like doing what i'm doing so the screenplay thing has turned into like this idea to like make millions of dollars somehow and then fund my like hobby love of cars yeah and i'm telling you man like the bug i've been bitten big time like yeah i started a savings account for like just the car oh man (laughs) and that's part of like the other thing too like this is the first time uh that i've been clean and sober and also single so my whole outlook on things has changed too completely right yeah totally like totally before i was doing it you know what you asked me like i dude i was doing it for other people wow yeah i would yeah it's like oh i'm i gotta charge i gotta uh I got to charge. I got to, um, I got to go to AA because it looks good. On right. And, right. And, and this time I swear I'll get it. Like, I swear, like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be sober and you just, you know, and like, you'd always be in a, I would always be in a relationship with somebody. I'd be like, man, like, and like, 
I'm going to be like a good boyfriend for whoever the fuck. And like, you know, and like, we're going to give it, you know, I'd always like look way past the, you know, I'd look way past the win or sorry. I'd look way past like what was in front of me. Mm-hmm. I would see the win before I'd even get before I even signed the contract for the fight. You know what I'm saying? Right. I would just, right. I'd just be like, Oh, I'm just going to somehow. No, it doesn't work like that. Um, yeah, like I, uh, there's always somebody else. So this is the first time where it was like when I said earlier when I was taking, thinking about taking the, the nosedive there off. Uh, yep. I I was truly alone at that point, like completely alone. Mm-hmm. Nobody left. I could call. Literally, I was sitting, looking at my phone going through my contacts list and there was i was like there's not a single fucking person here i can call right now who would want to hear from me number one who you know or want to talk to me or like there's just nobody i had there was i had screwed everybody over and that was that there was just nobody there was just nobody left so that's an that's a crushingly lonely place to be yeah at three in the morning on a sunday <laughs> right like dark place yeah so this is the first time excuse me um oh that chutney <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> so this is the first time that i've actually just been like on my own just kind of walk my sorry ass in there, you know, back to the program. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even really know what it was this time, actually. I'm not even a hundred percent sure. It was it was that crushing being alone, blah blah blah, you know. But mm-hmm. that was like a week before I even went to a meeting. And honestly, like, I can't even say what it was that I honestly don't even know what the hell I'm even doing talking to you right now. I should have, like, the way I was feeling, I should have fucking just, like, jumped off that goddamn bridge. And I don't know why Mm -hmm. I didn't, honestly. Like, I don't know why I'm here I don't know why I didn't do that shit. I don't even know mm-hmm. why. Like, like I, I think about it all the time. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, how did I not... How did I fucking get back in my car and drive back home? Like, I don't even... Right. Remember, like, it's fucked, man. Talk about me. Maybe right. that was my higher power working for me then. I don't even really know. But sure. I can't even tell you, like, what uh, feelings that, like, I just... It was just, it was just like the first time that I tried to like, you know, like I took pills and I was in the hospital. Like I tried to do something and it didn't do it. And then I wound up back at home. Right. You know? And, yeah. And then like going to work for the week. And then on Friday, I remember going, I remember what it, like, I remember why I picked the meeting I wanted to go to. I was just like, if I go to this meeting, I'm 
guaranteed to run into everybody that I got to get to know the previous year uh, when I was in rehab. Uh, so I figured, like, if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to go there because, like, if I go back to my normal places for meetings, I'm just going to, like, they, I didn't, where, uh, how should I say it? I just didn't at the time see where, what uh, my regular meeting crew could offer me. Mm-hmm. Right, like I I needed something different, and at the time that's it worked. Right, so I what I knew, I went back to where the I went back to where I used to go to meetings when I was in rehab, and I met. I guess I put myself back in rehab without actually putting myself in rehab. Like I was going to meetings with people who were in treatment, right? Right. And I was like, like talking to people who were in treatment. They had my numbers, I had theirs. Right, like it was almost as if I was in tree and people would ask me like you in treatment I'd be like no I I like I like live at home like I have a job and like well and they're just like wow like well, you're and you're you're coming out here like three times a week and you're like yeah like at first I was fucking captain recovery brother <laughs> I was, yeah I was like giving people rides all I was like back into in treatment mode. that mode yeah I, opening doors for everybody shaking everybody's hand hi i'm ash attic welcome to you know our meeting to the, like i was that door guy at the fucking I, I was so like you gotta be you gotta do service right so i was just like uh and sometimes you need time it's almost like a motorcycle club like you need like time before you've served before you can be club treasurer and shit like that right like so like the most i could really be is they made a door greeter position for me, right? So I'm like, and like, people don't know, but I like sound like a total degen, and I am a total degen. <laughs> Whatever, man, <laughs> embrace yourself. But uh, I like to uh, make sure I'm on point with my shirts and ties my hair and my beard right so i'm like one week two weeks three weeks in the recovery at my meetings run in the door um you know run in the door is what i called it it made me feel gangster <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like stand you know like door greeter in a shirt and tie and vest like like fresh out of the barber shop like people who know me know exactly what i'm talking about you yeah crisp i'm talking about probably yeah yeah so, like, i was like model citizen <laughs> i swear i was just like i was like ready to change if it wasn't that drive then i wouldn't i'd be using now for sure but right yeah i don't know how we got on that topic no, it's yeah, it's a natural sorry. evolution. I mean, no, you're fine. Wait a bit. No, it's it's okay. <laughs> so I think one of the things I've embraced since starting podcasting is this idea that it doesn't need to be perfect. Like it just needs to be good enough, and that we get to choose what good enough is. Right, right. Well, I hope it. And it's. I don't want to be <laughs> the most rated podcast. I don't want to be like, <laughs> 
don't ever have that guy back on your show ever again. Oh my yeah. god, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I definitely don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think you have anything to worry about. I think you're, I think you're an interesting, well-spoken person, okay. um, and. I think your yeah, character. I was going to ask you before we started, and I know right. that it's way too late before. Now we're way too late now, sorry. But I was yeah. going to say, like, I was like, oh man, like, I don't know if I should swear on this podcast or not. I remember no, thinking you're fine. out loud, I was just like, yeah. I remember sitting there, I was doing this. I'm not even kidding you, right? But I was thinking in my head, should I ask him? And then I was like, yeah, you better ask him. You shouldn't swear on his podcast. Yeah, I know. And I've totally not even remembered to ask you, and I've sworn like eight um, so times. <laughs> you can you can definitely swear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Sorry. Don't no, no, you're you're fine. Um, yeah. So I guess this episode's kind of framed as like why we do the things we do to get clean, to get out of addiction. And sometimes that looks like treatment. Sometimes that looks like recovery. Sometimes that looks like modified recovery. And sometimes it's a total hybrid of your own making. Yeah. Harm reduction work is mm. a, a big one too. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's a complete episode. I think we're good to, to call it there and we can do another session here in just a little bit. Yeah. Nice. Damn, I'm, this is fun. I like this. So how was it, Intimates? Did you love something you heard? Or maybe you're upset by something I said? Leave your comments on facebook.com slash intimate interactions. Or you can go to patreon.com slash victor salmon where you can find our Discord server. All of these communities are available on intimatepodcast.com. And I genuinely look forward to speaking with you soon. If you liked it, please consider helping us pay for show costs over at Patreon for as little as $1 per month. It's incredibly helpful. It's just a dollar a month. If you can afford it, we would hugely appreciate having your support. And hey, if that doesn't work for you, I completely understand. You can also help out by going to leave a review on iTunes or other favorite social media platform. Social proof like that helps so much with visibility and audience building. It helps other intimacy and relationship nerds find us. And if any of that just sounds like too much work, you can always do something really simple and it still goes a long way. Something like just tapping share and sending an episode that you liked, maybe a favorite, to a friend or partner, or maybe you can send them something you think they might really like. That's probably more considerate. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time and for your help in keeping us making more of Intimate Interactions. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. The intro music was Driving in the Rain by Timecrawler, and this outro music is Acoustic Blues by Jason Shaw.